0: Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson.
1: We need the power of God. That combination of the Word of God dwelling in our hearts and the power of God upon us, that's the way we're going to be victorious in this battle. And so we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against these principalities and powers. They're greater by far than we are in strength and in intellect and all of that, but We've got the power of the Lord and the strength of his might.
0: Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study in the book of Ephesians. Join us as Pastor Brian concludes his teaching on Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 13 in a message titled The Christian's Fight. Now, here's Pastor Brian.
1: Men in power, for example, who oppose God and the things of God, what we're seeing is the influence of these spiritual forces behind the scene. Because the real ruler of the geographical region isn't the guy who's the president or the prime minister or the king or whatever. In a sense, that person is the puppet but there's a spiritual force that works behind the scene there. That's what a principality is. So it's this structured, organized force that Satan heads. It is a force of iniquitous, powerful, depraved spirits, the rulers of the darkness of this world. Now, back in the second chapter of Ephesians, Paul refers to the Prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. And he gives us a little bit of insight. You know, the fads, the fashions, the philosophies, the things that come and go, these are things that are being manipulated and orchestrated to a large degree by these evil spirits, the things that the, the philosophies that are against God that people come up with, uh, the lies that they tenaciously hold to, that they uh, will not let go of, that uh, to somebody who's had their eyes open, it's so obvious that the position that they hold is untenable, but they but they hold on to it tenaciously. I just think of the atheist, you know, as they their their arguments, and they hold on to these arguments, and they're in the end, their arguments are nonsensical. They don't make sense. They're illogical. They they can't really stand up to scrutiny, and you know, if you if you follow their logic out, it it, it never works. But they can't see it, and they hold to it, and this is where you see the influence of of these spirits over people's minds. Now, Paul tells us that it's these forces that we are wrestling against. And there's two aspects to this conflict that we need to understand. There's the the one larger aspect where the collective forces of God are battling the collective forces of Satan. This is the spiritual battle that's going on that we can't see but it's happening in that realm. We referred uh, previously to Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10, you're given insight. You you get a window to look through to see this conflict. Remember, uh, Daniel is praying. The messenger comes to him finally after 21 days. The messenger says, from the day you began to pray, I was dispatched, but I was opposed. The prince of Persia resisted me. The prince of Persia, the principality, the ruler over that region resisted me. And then, uh, you know, I must go and I must fight for the prince of Greece is coming. And so we get this insight into this this conflict that's going on. Now, that's something that we're engaged in from a distance, but there's this, it's happening whether we realize it or not. But then there's a personal side to all of this. And that's what Paul is getting at here. And that's, he uses the term wrestle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. And one thing about wrestling that you would know, it, just simply by observation, is wrestling is, is very intimate. It's, it's close. It's, it's up close and personal. It's, it's what you would call in military terms, it's hand-to-hand combat. It's not merely, you know, shooting across a gulf at at the enemy. It is where you are literally engaged in physical struggle with that that enemy. That's the intimacy of the conflict that we are in. We We are engaged intimately in this. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with these principalities and powers. Now, here's the the way it works, practically. Oftentimes, we're ignorant of this. We, we're, not, we're not even aware of, of what it is that's happening. And this is especially true of, um, of us when we are, you know, young or immature in our faith. I remember as a young Christian, I remember very vividly, you know, getting saved, coming to faith, having this, Wonderful sense of god 's presence and his peace and you know deliverance from the power of sin and all of those kinds of things and you know a season of joy and you know all that that you you imagine when you think of what it 's like to to be saved and, and I remember that, but then something happened and and I found myself just sort of depressed for no reason and agitated and Feeling, you know, tempted and, and these kinds of things, and I, I really, at the time, had no idea what that was. I just thought, wow, this is a strange experience. It's much different than what I've been experiencing. What happened? That, that's the question that you ask in your mind. You know, what, what what's gone on? What did, did I do something wrong? God, where did you go? How come I feel this way? And I remember I was feeling that way not knowing what it was. And I happened to have a conversation one evening with another Christian brother who had been a Christian longer than I was. And as we were talking, he just started talking about spiritual warfare. I'd never heard of spiritual warfare. I literally said to him, what's that? But as he was talking and as he was describing Sort of the the experiences that you have, I, I suddenly realized that is what I'm. That's what, that's what's happening to me. So the so the lights went on. I understood then that there there is this conflict. But a lot of times we're we're unaware of it. We're oblivious to it. We're ignorant of it. And all the while the enemy is attacking us, but we don't know what's happening. So. We need to understand that this, this is a reality. That, and many of the things that we experience, that's the explanation for them. Now, when you become aware of it, and, and especially when you're serious about following the Lord and serving the Lord and, and ultimately, you know, seeing God's kingdom uh, move beyond your own life into the lives of others, that's when you become more and more aware of it all the time, because that's when you begin to really experience a, a strong pushback from the devil. You know, some people are, in some ways, some people aren't really bothered by the devil, some Christians even. It's like, hey, they're asleep, don't wake them up, just, let's, let's, just leave them alone. <laughs> let's go after these guys over here. So if you've never been bothered by the devil, that's not necessarily a good sign need to wake up. You know, but, but when you're actively pursuing the Lord and you're seeking to, in a, you know, in a sense, what you're doing is you're going you're to do damage to the kingdom of darkness. The devil knows that. He's going to come after you. He's going to attack you. He's going to oppose you. He's going to resist you. And it happens in a variety of ways. Much of the battle is, is mental, where there just can be, you know, a depression or a discouragement or a confusion, or uh, you know, temptations and things. We'll talk about that in the later study. But but that's the the way he operates. He comes against us. He attacks us. There are certain places where Satan has a strong presence. The the. These spiritual forces have a strong presence. You know, the gospel and the establishing of, a go- of the gospel in a place, it lessens the, uh, the power of those forces. When I was really young in the Lord, I, but I was, I was moving into the area of ministry, I had an opportunity to, I was actually given an invitation to pastor a church in Hawaii uh, on the island of Kauai. And I had a number of friends in the islands, and there was um, a strong work of the spirit that had taken place on the island of Oahu, and quite a few churches had been established. And, you know, when you went to Oahu, you just, you know, it was joyful and you just sensed that, well, God is at work and there's these great churches and we're doing outreaches and, and all of that kind of thing. Man, you went over to Kauai and it was like, you just crossed a border into the devil's territory. And I remember that very clearly. I remember feeling that heaviness and that that oppression when I was there. And, and I was talking to my friend, Bill Stonebreaker. Uh, at the time about that experience. And he said, you know, that's exactly what uh, the North Shore felt like when we first began the ministry here. But as time goes on, and as the church grows and gets stronger, and the gospel becomes established and starts to go out, it, it drives back those forces. So there are places where, you know, I I guess the best way to describe it is you just feel, you know, you just feel kind of light. You just feel like, hey, all right, you know, God's at work and it's joyful and it's exciting. And there are other places you go and it's you just crossed over into a war zone. I just came back from a war zone. This morning I was driving to get some coffee thinking, man, it feels so light here. <laughs> it feels so good. It felt so heavy in London. London's one of those places where, man, there's some spiritual darkness that rules over that, that region there. And of course, one of the ways that you can see is that the, the church is weak. The church is feeble. The church has lost confidence in the, the power of God and in the word of God. And you know, the devil's just taken more and more and more authority. You can sense it. You can feel it there. So This is the reality. We're we're in this wrestling match with the enemy. What do we do about this? Well, Paul tells us right here at the start. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. We have to draw our strength from the Lord. You know, as, as a man, I can think in terms of fighting and I can think like, you know, I, I can put on, you know, sort of my man mind, like, yeah, let's fight. But you know, that's not how it works in the spiritual realm. Because you, you can't fight that way. It doesn't work like that. It's a spiritual fight. In some ways, you know, from, from the man's point of view, it'd be easier. Let's just go let's just go fight it out let's just go fist to fist but no the way you fight this out is you get on your knees and you pray you you know, cry out to god you you keep advancing with the gospel it's it's a different method of fighting but a lot of times we just think of it in, in too much in natural terms and and i you know, like, like it is with, with people who have never been in war, you can, sort of, you can sort of romanticize war. I think it was Robert E. Lee who said that those young men who love war the most are those who have never been. And it's true. In spiritual warfare, you can think, yeah, we're gonna take on the devil. We're gonna take him down, you know, and get like that. And then you have an encounter with him. You realize, oh, this is a different story. These are powerful, evil spirits, and we cannot, in our own wisdom, in our own strength, no matter how tough we might be physically, none of that matters when it comes to this. We have to be strong in the Lord. Our strength has to be a spiritual strength. It comes from the Spirit of God. It doesn't come from anything naturally that I possess. Be strong in the Lord. We've got to remember right at the top that the battle belongs to the Lord. This is God's battle. And since it's God's battle, we've gotta be looking to him for wisdom, we have gotta be looking to him for a strategy, we've gotta be looking to him for resources, and all of that. I love the picture that we have in 1 Samuel 17, where David and, and Goliath have that confrontation there. And Goliath, you know, he comes to David in all of his strength, all of his physical strength, and all of his uh, war experience. He's incensed that the Israelites would put this child out in front of him, and he swears, I'm going to take you, David, and I'm going to just cut you to pieces, feed you to the dogs. And David says these words. He says, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin. You come to me with these physical weapons, but I come to you in the name of the living God. And he says, the battle is the Lord's. See, David understood that. The battle was the Lord's. David wasn't gonna fight Goliath in his own strength or his own valor. He was gonna fight him in the strength of God. And so as we think in terms of fighting the spiritual battle, we have to remember that we need to be strong in the Lord. How do we do that? Well, of course, we strengthen ourselves through the truth of God's word. We have to strengthen ourselves through the scriptures. Did you know God's word strengthens you? It gives you spiritual strength and fortitude that you absolutely have to have if you are going to overcome the devil, if you're going to resist the devil, if you're going to uh, survive this conflict that you're in the middle of, you have got to have that strength, and that strength comes to us through God's word. That's why when we neglect God's word, when we fail to hide it in our heart, when we fail to meditate on it, we put ourselves in a vulnerable position. You're like a soldier that's out in, in the midst of the enemy with no, not only do you not have a weapon to fight with, you don't have any strength. Even if you had a weapon, you couldn't wield it because of your lack of strength. So we need that strength that comes to us from God's word. And so this is where as soldiers, if you will, soldiers of Jesus Christ, This is where we equip ourselves. We equip ourselves through the word of God. The word of God becomes that that effective weapon that we use against the enemy. We see with Jesus when he's attacked by Satan, you remember after the 40 days of fasting, the devil comes to him and tempts him. On three different occasions, how does Jesus respond to Satan? He always responds with this, it is written. Jesus showed us how to fight the devil. You fight him with the word of God. It is written. Satan comes and says, if you're the son of God, take these stones and turn them into bread. Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. So that's where we draw our strength from the word of God. And secondly, we draw our strength from the empowering of the spirit. I need the power of the spirit of God. And I need to remind myself over and over again that this, I'm not wrestling with flesh and blood. Lord, I need more than flesh and blood to fight this battle. I need spiritual strength. And thank God he's given us his spirit. Thank God he has promised to fill us with his spirit, to give us power through his spirit. That's what he said, remember? to the disciples. He said, wait in Jerusalem. His his command was to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. And in doing so, you're going to set people free from the captivity of the devil. But before you go, he says, wait until you receive power. For the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will receive power to be my witnesses. And we need the power of God that combination of the word of God dwelling in our hearts and the power of God upon us, that's the way we're going to be victorious in this battle. And so we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against these principalities and powers. They're greater by far than we are in strength and in intellect and all of that, but we've got the power of the Lord and the strength of his might. And that's what we are to call upon. And we are to do all of this in order that we might stand firm in the evil day. And here Paul refers to the evil day. There are, you know, there are, there are days that are evil in the sense that there, there are seasons of attack. You know, we go, we go through these seasons. We go through these days, if you will, where the enemy is coming down strong upon us. His attack against us is relentless. And we, we're called to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, so that on that evil day, when it does come, we stand firm on that day rather than faltering on that day. But standing firm. You know, at the ends, we're in a battle and we have to fight. You know, if you're, if you're ever faced with uh, a situation a confrontational situation opposition or whatever you know there there's two options you you can run well there's three i guess you can run you can give up or you can fight in this battle we're called to fight we have to fight and when you strip away all the 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 romantic sort of elements of it you know sometimes it's just a a it's it's just this thing where Man, it's, it's brutal. You know, I, I have had times in my own life where I have felt the powers of darkness pushing so hard upon me that I've wanted to just stop. I want to quit. I would just lie down and, you know, just let them roll over me. I'm done. I, I can't go on anymore. But then God, by his spirit, comes and says, stand. Stand. You just stand. And that's what we have to do. We have to just stand. We have to fight. That's the only way to repel the enemy. He's not not going to be pushed back in any other way. If, If we don't fight him, he's going to just keep advancing. If you don't fight for your family, if you don't fight for your children, if you don't fight for your loved ones, if you don't fight for you know, whatever it is, your church. If you, if we don't fight for it, the devil is just going to take it. That's the nature of what he does. He just comes in and he takes over. And so often we see this in the physical realm. We see just a capitulation, right? We just see people well, they're just giving up. There's no fight. There's no resistance. And that's what we can't do. We can't just give up. We have to keep fighting. We have to keep praying. We have to keep standing on the word of God. We have to keep saying, no, no, this is what the Bible says. We can't back down from these things. And it's because people don't fight that the enemy gets victories. And it's true in your life personally. And it's true with us collectively. We've got to fight.
0: And now, let's join Pastor Brian in the studio as he shares about this month's resource on Back to Basics.
1: I want to tell you about one of my favorite biographies. I love biographies, and this book is so fantastic. It's called Out of the Black Shadows, and it's the story of a young man named Stephen Lungu, And let me just read you an excerpt from the back of the book. It says, instead of throwing bombs, he stayed to listen. What followed was better than fiction. So young man in Rhodesia, Africa, who comes into a tent meeting as a terrorist intending to blow everybody up. And instead, hears the gospel. And this takes him on a journey throughout the rest of his life to proclaim the gospel to his people in Africa. So I love this book. I read it years ago. It's just been republished, and that's Out of the Black Shadows, and that's by Stephen Lungu and Anne Coombs with a foreword by Patrick Johnston, who was the evangelist preaching at the time when he attempted to burn down the tent. So check this book out. I think you're going to love it.
0: Again, this month's resource is a book titled Out of the Black Shadows by Stephen Lungu with Ann Coombs. You can order the book Out of the Black Shadows by going to our website, backtobasicsradio.com. Scroll down until you see the photo of it and then click on the donate button. When you give a gift to Back to Basics, we'll send you the book Out of the Black Shadows by Stephen Lungu and Ann Coombs. It's our way of saying thank you for your generous support of this ministry. We'd also like to remind you